Welcome to Room 106. I'm Richard Garlick from Planning Magazine. And I'm John Gagan, also from Planning Magazine. This is a bonus edition in which we'll be looking at government proposals to further extend rights allowing high street premises to be converted to new uses without the need for a planning application. But before we get into that, John, tell us about the key news stories from the past seven days. So, starting from the top, a Labour government would order combined authorities to identify what it calls poor quality greenbelt land for new homes as part of a plan to solve the housing crisis within 10 years, the Shadow Housing Secretary Lisa Nandy has revealed in a newspaper interview. Next, Local Government Minister Lee Rowley has overruled a planning inspector and refused plans for a waste incinerator on a former steelwork site, citing the project's harm to the local landscape and its conflict with the council's development plan. In other news, a government-backed scheme that aims to recruit 150 graduates for local authority planning departments by 2025 is due to launch in September. Meanwhile, seven local authorities exceeded the threshold for the number of decisions overturned at appeal in the government's latest official planning performance assessment period, putting them at risk of special measures designation, which would allow developers to submit applications directly to the planning inspectorate. Wrexham Borough Council has spurned the chance to adopt its local plan that has passed examination, despite being told it would be illegal to do so and could cost the authority up to £100,000. And finally, a Conservative councillor in Derbyshire who delegated an application for 180 homes on Church of England land to planning officers to determine has been referred to the police by her own council after failing to disclose at the time that her husband is an Anglican clergyman. Many thanks, John. And of course, more details on each of those stories can be found on planningresource.co.uk. OK, so now to return to Room 106 for our deep dive. OK, see you later. And I'm just wandering down to the part of the chamber where the government consultations are kept to meet regular contributor Ben Cochin. Ben, hello. Oh, hi, Richard. So in March, the government consulted on two new permitted development rights that would allow vacant high street premises to be turned over to new uses without the need for a planning application. First of all, Ben, you've been looking at this. Why do the government say that they're introducing these rights or that they want to introduce these rights and are consulting on them? I guess this is part of the um, government's mission to help reduce high street vacancies. They see loads of shops standing empty in some centres, and they want to facilitate uh, new uses coming in. That's it in a nutshell. So they've put forward this idea of high street rental auctions. And how would these auctions work? The permitted development rights actually sit at the end of a long process, whereby a local authority would identify a bit of their high street, bit of their town centre, which is particularly standing empty. And they've got this idea that the councils would then go out and find new uses for some of those empty shops. They'd obviously have to be sure that the uh, shops have been standing empty for a year and the developer hasn't 
done much about finding new tenants, new uses, and the councils would then go out to advertise, I guess, to say to the world at large, hey, there are these shops empty, give us some ideas about how you would want to, to use them. And so that's the auction bit, that's the high street rental auction bit, so that the people would come forward with ideas and uh, the, the councils would then select one or two that it thought were most realistic and then go off to the developer, the owner, the landlord and say, hey, we've got these new uses, pick one of them for your empty store. So where do the permitted development rights come in? Once they've got the identified use, the preferred use, I should say, the permitted development rights could be used for implementing that use. A planning application would not be required for this particular store to go over to probably most likely a community use. It could be, a, I suppose, something that wouldn't be allowed without a change of use application and planning application going in. That's the idea. And, And there are two PDRs being proposed. One would be for a temporary use and the other could be permanent. So am I right in understanding from what you're saying that the auction process might end up with a potential occupier saying, we'd like to occupy that vacant premises for this kind of community use or for some kind of high street use? And in many instances, that won't require any, it wouldn't require a planning application anyway, because it would be covered by the flexibilities inherent within the Class E use class. But there may be some instances where Class E wouldn't cover the kind of change of use suggested, and these new permitted development rights might facilitate that change of use that has been uh, proposed through the auction process. Oh, absolutely. That's the idea. But of course, you know, Class E, which was introduced in 2020, is pretty flexible. It allows a lot of different uses within it, shops, financial services, restaurants, gyms, healthcare, nurseries, pretty much it covers most high street uses. So there are some uses at the fringes which may not be allowed under that that the permitted development rights could be used for. And community halls seem to be the most likely. One of the things that's got one particular lobby's goat is the possible reuse of pubs. Just to clarify, there aren't many uses that the new PD rights enable that Class E doesn't give people the flexibility to operate in those premises. Absolutely. Class E is so broad that really, I think what a lot of people are saying is, is what's the point in these new PDs? They're unlikely to be used very much. They're, um, one of these bright ideas that's come forward from a think tank came from a centre-right think tank called Onward. If you look back, you know, you'll see that they came out with this idea a few years ago and the government's just picked it up as one of their bright ideas. And as far as you can see, is it just community halls? Is that the only kind of use that the PD rights would enable that Class E wouldn't? Or is there anything else that would fit into that category? The fact is, is that councils are so keen to see new uses coming in anywhere into their high streets, I'd be very surprised if they, they blocked anything. The PD rights do not cover residential. That's been excluded specifically. 
But there are a substantial ability to convert from Class E to residential anyway, isn't there? Indeed. So you don't, you wouldn't need this PD right for that because you can use a different one. You were saying that concerns had been raised about the possible impact on pubs. Can you explain that? No, well, that's possibly the area where this particular PD right proposal has got quite a lot of publicity. When Class E came in in 2020, uh, pubs were specifically protected. They were not included. So if you wanted to, you could not apply for Class E um, permission to turn it into uh, one of those other uses. If you were reusing a pub for something else, you had to apply for a permission under sort of sui generis. So the application will be considered on its merits. Now, these PD rights, I should say, do apply to pubs. So you could apply for uh, permitted development to turn a pub into any of the uses that the government thinks is appropriate for a high street. Okay, so that's what they're proposing, that, that if this is implemented as per the consultation suggests, there would now be the potential to convert a pub to some other kind of high street use under permitted development without having to go through the full planning application process. Absolutely. And that that people, um, the pub lobby camera and these sorts are not happy with. Though, of course, you know, you'd have to confirm that the pub had been empty for a year. So it, it isn't actually that much of a free-for-all for pubs, one would have to say. Although I'm sure most people can probably think of pubs in their areas, which certainly in country areas, I think, which sort of have been revived after being quiet for a year. So what are the points being made by the um, by camera? Camera think that even if there's a temporary permission to, or temporary PD for the reuse, the new use is likely to rip out all the historic bits of the pub. And, and so even if after a, a year or two where the temporary permission lapses and it might go back to a pub use, you're going to lose some of those historic features that really uh, you find in pubs. So they're, they're quite concerned that even if it's temporary, the pub will have suffered irreparably. That's probably their main thing. They're a bit worried about, you know, what the new use might be. could be inappropriate. Because it's what you have to understand is, is whilst it's a council taking control of the property, the developer has the final say on what the new use is going to be. Yes. And they could go for something pretty nasty. I'm sure developers would say, um, you know, they've got no interest in, in putting something you know, whatever development they uh, create will need to attract customers and um, they've got no interest in um, in doing anything um, that would fit the definition of nasty. Of course. Sorry, I shouldn't be so uh, derogatory about uh, <laughs> development. Just sort of pulling back a little bit from the pubs thing, what do commentators think about how much use is likely to be made of this? I think it's unlikely to be used a lot. Let's Let's put it that way. It's a cumbersome process. Councils will need a lot of resources. They will have to do quite a lot of work in preparing the process to to actually investigate a property, check that it hasn't been used for a year and that the landlord has done their best to find a new use and they failed and then there has to be the auction. It's quite a process. Now, one of the interesting questions is, Where does that fit within the local authority? Is it in economic development? Is it in planning? Is it in property? It doesn't fit comfortably in any of those departments. 
I tried to explore this a bit. There could be a business improvement district, which is a bit of an offshoot of a, of a council who could do the work, but I can't actually get any sense out of them to see whether they'd be interested. A lot of them, of course, are very sort of day-to-day stuff about putting up the flower baskets rather than really looking at the future of their high street. So it's a little bit, it, it, it's unclear actually where this will sit within a local context. And just going back to the, the, the one area where you felt a proposed new PD rights would genuinely offer a bit of flexibility to bring uses onto the high street that aren't there at the moment, it's the potential or, or, or certainly to enable new uses to be created that couldn't be created within Class E. You talked about you know, community uses. Any sort of comments from people on the about the kind of community uses that people might possibly want to use this right to create on the high street? Well, it's interesting you should say that, Richard, but there are some examples coming forward where PD rights haven't been used, where stores are being taken over for community uses, and this could facilitate that. My favourite one is actually in South End, where a department store, a historic department store, has been taken over by Age Concern. Okay. And they've got their offices there. They've also got, they run classes there for older people and advice sessions. And I think that sort of thing could be encouraged here. And, and that, 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 that's, I think that's quite, quite a positive story. Of course, that happened without PD rights though with a benevolent property owner who liked the idea and wasn't too motivated by cash. It's a private family who owns the property and they they, they like the idea of it and they put their offices up in the on the top floor, which is age concern doesn't want. So that could be an example. So maybe a sort of mixed use building with um, some offices, some education, some community space. I think that's a nice idea. If you've got a developer, a landlord, I should say, who's a bit reluctant to take this sort of thing on, this sort of rental auctions model may just push them over into thinking about it. I think that's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about sort of radical schemes coming forward. I don't think that's going to happen. Particularly, um, you know, if a council is wanting to do a regen scheme, maybe in its early stages, and they could sort of set the ball rolling with this kind of auction process to bring in new uses. Is there anything else that you think needs to be added about this process? I think possibly just one point, which obviously the property lobby isn't that keyed on all this. They want to control their their premises themselves, and they want something a little bit more radical for some town centres which are overshot. So they're, they're looking for something... They think they should be left alone to, to draw up the strategies for their own properties. So just to expand on that, Ben, would, would you, town centres that are overshot? Yeah, they want, they, they want to be able to redevelop more easily. They're hoping for some kind of legislation from government that would enable um, even greater flexibility on, uh, on, on sort of reuse of buildings or repurposing of buildings. Relaxation in planning controls would be, uh, would, I think they would, they would welcome that. It's a little bit unformed at the moment. And I think that's one of the problems with a lot of town centres is that how do you redraw their boundaries and actually get a sensible development around the edges as well as in the middle? Ben, thank you very much for that. I will leave you here poring over the um, the government consultations and uh, look forward to seeing you in Room 106 again soon. Thank you, Richard. It's very enjoyable being here.
amongst the dusty documents. Well, it's good that some people find it uh, enjoyable. <laughs> Great, that's another edition complete. We'll be back next week with another update on the past fortnight's biggest planning news stories. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe wherever you normally get your podcasts. And to get a daily bulletin of planning news, plus weekly analysis and specialist bulletins, subscribe at planningresource.co.uk. Our thanks to producers Nav Powell from Haymarket Business Media and Daisy Chaku from Rethink. And thanks for listening.